you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL podcast. We'll never forget David Blau's Thanksgiving performance. Oh, no, we will not. Who is David Blau? Yes, Lions backup. Okay, yes, we will never forget it. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis with heroes Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Blauhard Nation. Where? What's going on with the Blauhard newsletter? By the way? Uh, it's a little. There's a little bit less news these days. It's kind of you're having you're having to create, create content. Uh, you know how we know how that is sometimes. But I, to that point, I mean, he's a reality star now after that turn on uh, Hard Knocks. To that point, though, this all this Mark is anti Lions business. I was right. on the Lions Thanksgiving train and created a oh. newsletter about a Lions player long before it became okay. so popular, and is- then they went and cut. My Wait, I, I, yeah. Okay. Are you as the writer of the David uh, Blau Blauhard okay. newsletter? Red what, string. What team is David Blau on? I see you searching. I Do don't. Not, you can't search. I believe he is on the Eagles. Bears. Maybe. Ooh, you write the vision. Stayed in the NFC North. It is the Vikings. He is on. I mean, he's on no, Thanksgiving again. There have been no issues of the the Blau, Like when it, when, it, when he left the Lions right. and, and on Hard Knocks in that fashion as these as the editor in chief. I am in search of a new passion. Good. And you will find it. I I trust that you will. Everybody survived. Um, Zach Wilson is the Antichrist Monday in the uh, NFL media game. Barely. Barely. We got through that? Ponderous. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Mark really kicked it off by saying he's not an NFL quarterback on (laughs) Sunday night. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, he wasn't on Sunday, but. I don't think the person needs to be taken behind the woodshed 4,000 times in a row. It definitely had uh, shades of cower on Colts by this morning um, as the takes piled up. It, but we'll get to that. We'll get to everything. This is the Thanksgiving preview. It's, it's a big sell there. Episode. <laughs> no, it's just like. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we'll get yeah. to everything. I don't know if we can fulfill that promise. Because I, no, I don't want to be hypocritical because we get. You know, riled up on the show about things, so maybe more riled up than necessary. But this is now a it's a trend here where whenever there's a story that people sink their teeth into, like by 24 hours later, when the same people are talking about it for the second or third time, it just gets more and more and more amped up. And the hysteria about a a 23 year old quarterback that played poorly and then said the wrong things in the press conference and all of a sudden. He's being to- called sham- shameful and disgraceful, and you know he'll never get the trust back in the locker room. It's just like, can we just lower the temperature? It's the holidays. And I know you think that's because it's the Jets. It's not. It's just like it's the same thing that happened with the Colts. Everyone's got to outtake each other until we're screaming with our heads like on fire and about something that's so inconsequential in the big picture. I am with you with this, the exhaustion factor when one – person is just piled on over and over. It's like, I think we've all made our our opinions known days ago, and it's 24, 48 hours later, and we're still destroying this person verbally on playful little Twitter. Take a break. 
Twitter. All right, let's get into it. Yes, we're going to preview all the Thanksgiving games. The John Madden Thanksgiving celebration, as it's now known. And don't get it wrong. I'm excited. You said yeah. that he's going to have an image on the field. Well, no, there's, there's going to be a, a logo on each of the fields it's just in the three stadiums. And helmet decals on the players. And John Madden is one of the easier. Did you say decals? Decals. I'm tracking. What? Yeah, he's got a whole pronunciation right I do say decals, though. Decals. That's the craziest one yet. I don't know why. Maybe that is British. It's not not an intentional choice. So it must be deeply Controversy. I don't say that. That's that's more of a UK thing. But I feel like maybe maybe our UK listeners can tell us if... uh, They've already come forth and said that half of these... um, Verbalizations are not how they say it, okay. so I don't. I'm not clinging to London or England or the or the or that country for that. All right, let's do some news before we get to the games. <laughs> Monday football! Viva Mexico! Viva la NFL! Y viva Monday football! Monday night for ESPN! Monday night! John Sutcliffe got us to the kickoff on Monday night in uh, Mexico City with a spirited uh, declaration of the day of the game. I love the energy. There was no misunderstanding when the game was played by the time that <laughs> that ball was kicked to begin action uh, in Mexico City. I got to say, the international series, I don't think it's ever been hotter. Henry Hodgson has to be happy oh. over there in London. That crowd, oh. it's like the second straight game where uh, the head coach says, or Tom Brady said it in Germany. That was one of the most unique experiences of his career. And Kyle Shanahan said it last night. It's one of the best experiences of his career. That, I do that think crowd it, came with it. I do think it goes back to their their football and their passion in Europe and Germany, in Mexico for that sport. And that's those crowds were insane. Think about Handsome Hank, too. Uh, great looking dude. Yes. Um, takes a great job to return to his homeland. Favorite team is the Dolphins, mm-hmm. one of the most exciting teams in football. He's um, the International Pathway Program. Uh, duh. Winning. And, and now you have this international series, which is just in full bloom. Whatever Henry's getting paid. Duh. Winning. It needs to be tripled. The guy's got tiger blood. I, I would imagine his salary, because we've known him for over a decade, has wow, been tripled multiple he's, times. He's yeah, I doing don't, real well. I don't think there's a problem with the with the direct deposit checking again. Next time, the main reason I want to go to London again is so I can get picked up by a private car paid for by Henry so I could see his castle. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Right next to Enya's castle. Remember that five-year stretch where Mark displayed Enya all the time? I miss that. Where is that, Mark? I'll go back to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit that up occasionally. All right, Matthew Stafford, let's get into it. He returned to the lineup for the Rams against the Saints on Sunday, just two days after clearing concussion protocol after missing week 10, but did not finish the game and re-entered the league's five-step concussion protocol uh, on Monday, uh, putting his uh, status in doubt very much, I would think, uh, for the Rams' upcoming game. And in general, you would think maybe this is a situation where he could be he could be just shut down. We'll see. But either way, Greg, we talked about it on the Sunday show, these um, double concussions, if you want to call it that, which maybe that's not exactly, but you know what I'm saying. It's worrisome because the obviously the league's uh, safety initiatives have helped in terms of when you look at the data. But at the same time, these these situations are scary that players are going back on the field and not right. And we need coaches to do a better job being clear with what's going on. Sean McVay wouldn't answer a direct question about whether Matthew Stafford suffered a concussion before last week's game. And then after this one, uh, it's been very vague as well, saying that they're still evaluating the circumstance. They did admit that he is in the concussion protocol, but they said further tests need to be done. I I don't want to point fingers. I just want someone to be straight. And for whatever reason, them not telling the media anything about any details of why this, why there's a disconnect, like is creating further problems. I feel like for me. I think even like, even on Sunday, something we talked about it, something feels a little bit off with the way that 
McVeigh is answering questions or having to. I, he said at one point, like, it's going to be about whether he could be available this week or again. It's going to be about the person first and foremost. We're going to be totally in alignment with medical advice. But then he goes on to say with Matthew, with Kelly, meaning Kelly Stafford, and all that kind of stuff, you can't be too careful. I just get, I'm just, I don't know. We're waiting to see, but I get the feeling that we're going to find out this is. Whether it's concussion-related, it could be a little bit more than that. There could be hmm. something else going on that is making McVeigh's answers, it making it tough for McVeigh to just say, black and white concussion, yes or no, this is what's going well, on. Well, the NFLPA also said they're monitoring how, how it's being handled. I have some speculation, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel fair. I think that what we've seen, though, and I think this is fair to point out, that the concussion protocol has vagaries in it where players can feel a certain way and they can also passed that concussion protocol. We saw Christian Derisaw return quickly. An offensive lineman who's mm-hmm. going to take all these hits every single week, it's guaranteed when you play, get out of the protocol, and then immediately suffer a concussion again when he gets back on the field. So I, I think the NFL is struggling. There's no right answer, but like, you can get out of the protocol and still be at r- heavy risk for a concussion. I think well, so when it, from a Rams angle, to your point, Dan, like, why do we need Matthew Stafford to play again anytime soon in a Cooper Cup-free offense that is a horror show behind their offensive line? It, you know what I when I was or writing, any quarterback for I that matter. Say, when I was problem. writing the power rankings, I was I had the sentence was something like, you know, given the Rams standings where they're placing the standings and Cooper Cup out, they should probably think, but it really shouldn't have anything to do with anything that's going on with the Rams. If you're not if you're not sure about what's going on with this brain injury for Matthew Stafford, you got to be safe about it. Uh, I would be disappointed, quite frankly, without knowing. We don't know anything yeah, about it, but I'm just saying, I'd be a little disappointed to see him on the field, given the way this has played out the last two weeks. You know, by the way, now. they got they got the Chiefs this week. Yeah, they. they mm-hmm. I, I went and checked. They they will be not just the worst defending Super Bowl champion ever, but uh, in terms of record and analytics and all that, they probably will be the worst defending Super Bowl champion by a lot. Like, there's not even many with a losing record, and those teams were, like, 7-9. and nine. When dark energy uh, mm. levels higher Sad. for this Super Bowl defender than any, any other. It's been, a, it's been a rough ride. Some say they bought the title on credit, and the bill came due. Hey, um, speaking of uh, zaddies, mm-hmm. you know, I think about Mike McCarthy a lot. Greg with a little zaddy energy in this uh, button-down. <laughs> and, you know, I think that... Greg, my take on this, and I wanted to save it for the show um, because I'm going to use some football parlance here. Or as Mark would say, parlance. You also famously don't (laughs) like having um, quality interactions off air. What's the point? Yeah, you got to save it. Um, That shirt for you, given your style, is a tendency breaker. Okay. Yeah. It's no, it's um, if you're listening to this and you're just driving around, it is a, a checkered blue and lime. Not lime, but I would say... It's like, Forest honey, I, I packed the picnic. Bring the blanket. Let's go to the park with the children. It's got it buttoned right up bring to the, the top Bring the bouncy ball. There. You're very, it's, a, it's a point of departure you for you bring the bouncy ball. You're right. The kids love it. it just, you never know where that thing's going to bounce. Uh, yeah, it's not, um, it's not a shirt I feel overly comfortable in. And so I have a, I have a thing that I do with my clothes. I love throwing away things. Any, sure. Objects, clothes, anything. Wasteful. Uh, Could where, be given to charity. Where it, people well, yes. It. You're throw giving, it away? No, no you're giving it to a $200 shirt. Yeah. or something. Of course. It, this is a, like a $10 shirt, probably. I don't, me and all free, my friends but... are jerks. <laughs> I, uh, you got to wear it one time or wear it one more right. time and then to make your final decision before you get rid what of it. What garbage so can are you going to throw it in as you're leaving the building today? It's not a bad shirt. It's a tendency breaker. Um, and Bryce Perkins cannot up. So you think I should Rams. keep it? I do because I okay. think it's good to keep it in the mix. Or you could do one of your things. You wear one of your like uh, little T-shirts you like with it open, and then you kind of get the best of both worlds. Oh, that's like a late week option. I like that. Or a weekend. <laughs> that's a Friday fun option. Yeah, Friday or Saturday <laughs> scenario. Yeah. The little T-shirts you like, also known as just T-shirts. Mark, you know what I mean. It's play like absolute, the I, play I, shirts, I could picture what you were saying yeah, like band right away. And I think anyone or, listening could, could you know, picture You had that. some type of Japanese themed T-shirt yeah. on the Friday Fun Show. They're yeah. like Braggy shirts. Drape this show. I don't, show I don't own situation. any Japanese themed T-shirts. Really? That's true. Huh. All right, let's move on. Uh, yes, we touched on it with uh, the uh, Zach Wilson is the Antichrist tour uh, in the media on Monday. Um, it gained more steam, the story. It was a big story after Sunday, the way things played out with the Jets and his poor play. Then 
uh, picked up steam because Robert Sala came out in the uh, for his press availability and for the first time ever uh, blinked when talking about Zach Wilson as the future. Uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now. Not until I'm done evaluating everything. I'm not um, I'm not feeling good about Zach Wilson. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows for the, for the most part, I've always had my guard up with Wilson, and it's not looking good right now. Um, but I also see the value in continuing to play him right now, even if it seems like a bad idea that can ruin their season. Part of that is because I don't think Mike White or Joe Flacco are actual upgrades. I'd rather ride at, ride it out with Wilson, and if it costs you your season, it's probably going to be cost anyway if you have to go to your backups at that point. But my, my main point to take out of that, and I think Wilson starts against the Bears, I think he put him on blast publicly, and I think that was for two reasons. One, because Wilson needed to be put on blast because his play's been so poor. But two, the locker room needed the head coach to come out and and basically tell the media, but mm. also tell the room, I hear you guys. I understand your frustration, and I'm not going to keep coming out there and saying that the quarterback change is the furthest thing from my mind because that's a disconnect. And, and Saul's walking a tightrope of trying to keep the quarterback's confidence up but also not lose his locker room. I thought it was handled deftly by um, Salah, but it still doesn't mean he's not in a lot of trouble right now with the way the quarterback is playing. I mean, in a way, this is a great development for the Jets. And hear me out, because if the Jets, no one's asking, why are the Texans sticking with Davis Mills? The Texans are in a deep abyss. The Jets They t- are, the and t- I think they're benching him this week. Well, but, but in, in general, Houston, in what general what Greg, what I'm saying is no one's sitting around debating whether or not bad quarterbacks on bad teams should play. Right. The Jets are a playoff contender, and so it's like you've, you have the locker room steamed because they see that they have like a Super Bowl-level defense and just simply want the offense to do its part. And I, I think his, you know, Zach Wilson's answer of no, I didn't like let anyone down. It probably, it definitely rubbed the locker room the long way. We get it. Zach Wilson's young will learn to not say that next time around. But point being, like you are on the cusp of January play for the first time in ever. You have to be accountable to your coaching staff, to your players, and you have to explore all options. And I think they went as far as they could with Zach Wilson. And if they were one and nine or something, you keep going. It wouldn't matter. It matters. And that's a good thing for the Jets and their fans I from a that. different point of view. And you, like the that. benching doesn't have to be for the rest of his career. It doesn't even need to be for the rest of the season. We'll find out the answer to this question on Wednesday. Almost always when a coach equivocates on Monday, the guy is benched. Bingo. Because, because he said previously, Robert Sala, Zach Wilson is our starter the rest of the season. Now, what they say at these press conferences, I don't think you should have to hold it to him. He said that trying to make uh, show some confidence, and if he benches him, you should bench him because that's the best thing for the team. I would disagree, though, that it's not a big difference. I think there's a significant difference between Joe Flacco and most likely Zach, and Mike White and Zach Wilson. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's sizable. I think those plays that Mike White made in the couple times he's played where he just sees where the blitz is coming and gets rid of the ball, it's like... It one that, game, Mike White. Right. But he, I think preseason, I think his other performances, even just, just the little things. And then Joe Flacco. We've, we've seen, I know Joe Flacco's not a good quarterback. You, yeah, you and I have a very deep disconnect on yeah. Flacco and what he can do. But I again, I'm not going to fight it and say there's no reason that Zach Wilson should be benched because you can make the case... Uh, for morale, just for trying to get the right. offense going. Right. Um, I mean, I just mean they yeah. they literally double the yardage with Joe Flacco. Well, it's Flacco's, not like it's comparable. You're going to have organization the with Flacco. Counting stats are to me a little bit. But that's but Dan, part of the wouldn't you agree that me. part of the Zach Wilson issue is like he's just not picking this up, and like yes. Flacco's got limitations. We call him Stone Age Pony for a reason, but he may bring a fair amount of organization. They just need like 20 percent better quarterback play, and they might be. They're able to beat anyone. The timing's tricky, though. They have the easiest schedule in the league in terms of opposing quarterbacks and the defense that they face, I think, according to EPA, the rest of the season. That starts with facing the worst defense in the league in terms of EPA over the last five weeks in the Chicago Bears this week. So the schedule is incredibly easy, the the easiest in the league. And so I, I don't know how that informs this choice. To me, it would maybe make them more willing to stick with Zach Wilson. That's, and that's what I think, because I like I said on Sunday, I do think the organization, whether it's maybe it's stubbornness at this point, but they think there's something salvageable 
and that's something they could build on with Wilson. So I would think they're going to give him a start against Chicago. And if he flops there, then all bets are off. But it was a very notable thing, the way things turned in that press conference. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome back. Um, let's talk about speaking Justin of, Fields. Speaking of Chicago. Uh, who should be a jet, but you know what? We're not going to do that. We're not going to play that game. Um, you know, they brought me on NFL Now today, and I do a power ranking set every Tuesday. And they're like, Dan, you know, can you stick around for the one one more thing? They're like, we love what you just did. Could you could you add? Could you do more? And I was like, yeah, that's sure, that's that. nice. Yeah. Okay. And then one more thing is everybody up there gets their turn. Bop, 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 bop. It's me, Jeff Chadia, Baldy, uh, Andrew. Heavy hitters. It's a nice. It's a nice. It's a nice crew. And uh, and Jeff gets in my ear. Colette, great producer, and says, "Hey, ten year anniversary of the butt fumble." <laughs> You're the Jets guy. This week's got to end. Take me to Thanksgiving. You could have said no. You took you took it like a champ. What I, did you say you about it? With it? Yeah, what I, I said it? exactly what I'm basically expressing to you guys. Like, ha ha, everybody get their chuckles in. Johnny chuckles. <laughs> Put Dan in the wheelbarrow and roll him up to the set so he could make fun of himself and his horrible team. <laughs> um <laughs> which I which I took it on the chin, but I also mentioned our podcast and said everyone else to focus on the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, which was objectively funny. Uh, but I remember Mark Sanchez beating the Patriots in the playoffs, going to the AFC title game twice in a row. What did you say about our our show though? That Mark Sanchez was on the show. Oh, so you didn't mention Greg and I specifically? Def- no. Oh no. Well, I mean, you know who I want to mention? Jason Zumwalt. Great job in the Monday Night nice. Football recap. He's a star. He was fun. Speaking of like taking one for the team. He's a Cardinals fan, and he went on after that disgraceful team. Yeah, no shows in Mexico. Yeah, I, I, I apologized for using his misery for content, but the pathos uh, was real. He, uh, it, the, he it played it well. He played well. All right. Um, yes, Justin Fields. There are differing reports on the status of his shoulder as uh, the Bears prepare for the Jets on Sunday. We have Ian Rappaport, our guy, and Pelissero. Uh, who are both saying he suffered a left shoulder dislocation that he played through against the Falcons, which is absurd. That's like Mel Gibson in uh, Lethal Weapon 2 stuff. Um, that's a weird reference, but we're going to keep moving. That is a true parallel. Uh, and uh, mm. But we're hearing from other places here, Greggy, that it's it's not dislocated, and uh, that would be, I would think, good news for the Bears, but his status up in the air as of right now. 
Well, I trust our guys just to be we, I think clear. we are contractually obligated to. Right, and if you do watch us on YouTube, there's no question about it. It just says he suffered it because the rap sheet and the Pell, the Pell dog. The Pelly. I think, I think he needs a better nickname than that. <laughs> Pell dog. <laughs> the Pell Razor. Yeah, they, they, Ooh, they, they like would that. get it wrong. It was very like weird, that. though, that Matt Eberflus, their coach, said Eberflus? he's day-to-day, but he wouldn't rule him out being out for the season. I was like, what? That is weird. That, that's leaving like, everything on the table for no reason. Can I lock up the Jets yeah. while there's still a question? Because uh, the Jets versus Trevor Simeon. Yes, uh, definitely would, I, lock up Zach Wilson. <laughs> I, well, right if, he's, if they're going against the worst defense in the league in Trevor Simeon, I would feel comfortable no matter who's I think the Bears roll out the same offense with Trevor Simeon we'll see. under center? That, we'll, we'll find out. But that is, um, that's concerning because they were a fun part of this season despite all the losing. I, I really hope he's able to. I mean, one way or the other, not he's not feeling great. Like, I... It may be a surprise if we see him all at all this weekend. Just, all right. Justin Graver, we have some developing <gasps> news right now <sighs> as we're in the studio. It's not related to any of the news that we've had on the show. But Drew, the, I, have to sh- I have to share what you just sent me, Drew Richardson. Go ahead. Uh, the go Rams ahead. waved Daryl Henderson and Justin Hollins. And I don't care if Drew Christensen says this wasn't worthy of developing news or whatever he said. I don't know what he said. It's even worse. This is a guy who's been starting uh, for the Super Bowl winner a lot of the times, Daryl Henderson. Wow. A, a mid-round fantasy pick. What's That's that about? weird. What is going on with that team? Wait, this is after they were like in – Issue having multiple issues with Cam Akers. What's going on? With this Justin backfield? Hollins also. Am I wrong that he's been starting quite a bit for for them? What very strange, very strange. This is a, becoming a legit meltdown. Um, Five starts by Justin Hollins this year. Just hmm. Jordan Rodrigue, our friend from uh, the Athletic, who covers the Rams. Henderson and Hollins have been consistent starters for this team. I wonder. Yeah, maybe some locker room. Discord. People not happy with the, their usage, potentially. That yeah. was what was up with Cam Akers. D- Daryl Henderson had a very strange game on Sunday where he started almost every drive, and those were the only snaps of the game he took. He would play one snap, and then he would leave. I think he played five or six snaps the whole game, which is interesting. Know, very weird. Um, finally, in the news, good news, Greggy. The MVP vote is being um, expanded to include a top five in terms of voting. Uh, Drew, our video producer, um, wrote to me, and this is his quote, Greg. Hit Greg up quick after this on the AP voting changes. He wants to mention it because he's a nerd, and maybe this makes him feel like he's part of the quote-unquote media. (laughs) Whoa. He is a media member, as far as I know. This is... Troubling. That felt personal. Right. I, I mean, know. what this Ooh, says about our relationship <laughs> um, is more important than this MVP. No, actually, nothing's more important than this. <laughs> I've been asking for this for years, and I'm excited that it's happening. Remember that whole thing? Oh, Russell Wilson's never got an MVP vote. Uh, it's unfortunate. That's why this is worth celebrating. No, no. This will un- be the year, finally. Because if we un- went back back in time, Russell Wilson would get two fifth-place votes. He would have gotten a number of third or, third or fourth-place votes over the years. I just think other sports do this, and it makes so much sense, and it makes the award better. And I, I, now you can like talk about your whole top five list. Okay. Okay, where do I put Tyreek Hill on that? Do I put him above Tua? Like, are they both on the list? Now it's not just like, you're an idiot if you don't, Vote Patrick Mahomes. At this point, it's Patrick Mahomes, but I like the two, three, four, five. It, it, you can involve defensive players. It, There's a lot. It can. It could alter races too. I mean, Absolutely. if you look at it, like there are a couple examples. Like in 2005, Sean Alexander won MVP with 19 votes. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady had 13 and six, 13 and 10. If you start to tabulate the second, yep, the third, yep. like that could be toppled. And so I'm just saying, like it matters. Now it's going to force some what of about these the sports writers Manning to watch more than McNair's more games. That was they won't though. What they're going to? They won't. But they, they, in theory, they should be watching a lot more games. Um, I'm not saying all. Who of them, are the some, well the AP votes? Well, you know who isn't us because we're not like. Remember our Pro Football Writers Association oh, yeah. entanglement. Glabber. I want to get on in the on this. I want to be a real member. We well, got to go work uh, somewhere else, Greg. It can't be working for the league and, and well, have that too. Yeah, get off know. the teat, bro. Yeah, you have to get off the the the, the league teat. Trade in your Porsche. Get <laughs> off the teat. <laughs> Me and Rod- work for the Associated <laughs> Press. Me and Roger Goodell share a birthday. You I and think Barry Wilner over at the AP. We've got a bond. Uh, it's mostly beat writers and then also some national. Reporters, 
Uh, there's also national broadcasters who are on the list. Uh, there was a, a former colleague of mine at NBC. I wouldn't say that he was aware of my name or still wouldn't be that had a vote that famously barely followed football despite his uh, position mm-hmm. in the industry. And he would have his assistant do his vote. And even what? his assistant would sort of ask around to get, why aren't you know, they weeding? Why aren't they on an annual basis weeding a figure like that out of the mix? Why, why would they not realize that person's that deeply unplugged? Why are they still hanging around? He was a vote? hero of yours as a child. I'm not going to give away who this oh, was. Well, now we got to take this out. I don't know. Can we really say that? No, we'll just I want, it. I want proof of that. Greg. Um, I think part of the reason is it was so simplified to this point that people weren't really overthinking anything about it. Were you just picking one guy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll uh, preview the Thanksgiving games. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. All right, welcome back. Um, three Thanksgiving games. They're all pretty good. Maybe good, the best good to slate very good. we've ever covered for Thanksgiving because really the Lions are not a mess right now. It's also like three of the best games of this week. These might be the three best games right here. Should we just take Sunday off then? <laughs> uh, we, we're not allowed to. We've fantasized, Mark, about the, the off Sunday for years. Maybe this is the one. Our own bye week to get healthy, to get to rebuild, to Mentally look at your own work. Refresh. You know, self scout. I just saw Graver sit up in his chair and he was like, Ooh, the, pot, <laughs> "The pot is all mine this you know, week." I'm on. Uh, I'm on. <laughs> Good morning football for a segment every Tuesday for power rankings, and I see those chairs. They they switch people out. People a lot get weeks off. Drake bomb wasn't in this week. Yeah, uh, Jamie wasn't in the week before. I think they keep Kyle in there. Kyle's not allowed to leave. But um, maybe it's maybe it's time. Let's think about it. Let's take this off offline. I feel like every time we've ever discussed it, it's been swatted down um, pretty thoroughly within five minutes of the conversation beginning. Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And by the way, this is different. For the first time, hit it, Gravedigger. The inaugural John Madden Thanksgiving celebration will be held on Thursday. We'll feature special broadcast tributes from CBS, Fox, and NBC. Each network will select a Madden player of the game this season and a John Madden logo on fields and Madden helmet decals for player uh, John Madden. Of course, the great former Raiders head coach, broadcaster, video game icon, passed away. Um, was it early this year or last year? When did we lose John? I think it was last year. Um, John Madden just edged out Trent Green. It was almost the Trent Green Thanksgiving celebration, but it we're going now, with had, Madden. Had they done the voting for that the way that we're talking about the MVP voting, maybe Trent Green 
jumps ahead there. Uh, there is know. no question Trent Green would have gotten a vote in that Chiefs season where they went 13-3. Uh, and three. Although, you know, Priest Holmes maybe had Man, he was good. So let's get to it. And that's that's why he almost ended up with the, being named uh, the tribute person. All right. Uh, the Lions. Took us to an odd place there. Yeah, let's, that was weird. That was weird. Let's just swerve right back into the correct lane <laughs> and talk about the Bills and Lions at Ford Field. The Bills didn't. I think they did go home. Um, they played Sunday against the Browns because of the snowstorm in Western New York. I would have stayed. Hypothetically, you could have just stayed. I think you rent like a massive, like um, luxurious Airbnb and sure. you know, bond as a team before you go destroy Detroit Lions. I agree. I would have done the same thing, but I don't think they did that. But they will be back at Ford Field for the second consecutive week, and they get the Lions, and it works out really well uh, for us as football fans because uh, the last three weeks the Bills have lost two of three. They got their W um, on Sunday, but still not quite themselves. While the Lions, the team of around the NFL, have reeled off three straight victories. So the game matters. The Lions, in fact, uh, Mark, are in second place in the NFC North, and they are within striking distance in the wild card race. And the Bills, they're just looking to stack wins and keep pace uh, with the Chiefs in the AFC. Last three games during this little hot streak, the Lions have a 20-plus point differential, a 6-plus turnover differential, and plus 5 in sacks. I mean, they, hmm. they're they starting to round into what they talked about all along. And I really loved their last game where it was basically like, we will lean on the ground game. We're not going to ask Jared Goff to save us. I thought going in against the Giants that they were going to get pummeled because Wink Martindale would find a way to disrupt Jared Goff. He basically was relatively untouched in that game. Only three pressures, despite the Giants applying like 67% blitz rate. And so that tells you the line um, is helping out in this situation. So I like that a lot against a really rough uh, to deal with Bills front. They got a couple injuries themselves. But for me with the Bills, I mean, I you know, they have had their ups and downs against the run, but they stamped out Cleveland. I thought that was such an impressive showing to give Nick Chubb his worst career day. So that's it telling me if you can take away Detroit on the ground, that puts the Lions into some hot water. It's crazy how Jamal Williams has evolved into their top back and mm-hmm. one of their key players and leaders. And we saw that on Hard Knocks, like his leadership, but we also heard them saying DeAndre Swift could be one of the great players in the league, and now right. he's their third running back. I, I think you hit on the key part of this game. It Was that Bill's run defense a one-week phenomenon? I mean, they've been good defensively all season, but they are without Greg Russo, uh, most likely again. They're without A.J. Epinesa. They're probably without... Tremaine Edmonds. These guys are all not practicing, so I'm projecting here, but it doesn't sound like they're going to play. And I think they're a team that you can pick on their cornerbacks. Dane Jackson's really been struggling lately. Kyer Elam's hurt. They're rotating guys in and out. The Lions offense has a really good offensive line. I know the Bills are a really good defense, but Ben Johnson, their coordinator, the Lions coordinator, comes up with something every week that really impresses me, and I think they they can give us some entertainment on Thanksgiving. This is one of the most watched games of the year every season. The Cowboys game is always the most watched game of the year on th- you know the Thanksgiving game, but this Lions game is close, and this is the most interesting Lions Thanksgiving game since maybe uh, Matthew Stafford was dragging around that bum shoulder against the Browns, although those two teams stunk. Was that on Thanksgiving? I don't, I don't remember. Was. The Browns it was playing on Thanksgiving since 1989. I mean, they've lost seven straight games Yikes. on Thanksgiving, and that and and or five straight, I should say. And you know, for years we've talked about on this podcast, and I've said, take the Lions out, of, take them out of this spot. I mean, this is for the country; it's not just for Detroit. But not not anymore. I think they they are a team that has a national presence, and it's not just because of. Hard knocks, but I think that did play a role. I think that was a very smart decision uh, business-wise to get people more and more invested in this team. Now we see if they can really, really shock people by beating the Bills. And, and Nine I think, and a half point dogs. Yeah, and that's about right, and that's where kind of where I put it. Jeff Akuda suffered a concussion, I believe, uh, on Sunday, so that's I would no imagine uh, that he will um, be out uh, in this game, but who knows. Um, and I'm just interested with the Bills um, – that they did commit to the run against the Browns, 33 for 171. Cook and Singletary both had 86 yards in that game. Is that a thing now? Are they going to try to commit to the run, or is that more a blip on the radar? Because I think part I of think that, that had a lot to do with Cleveland's absolutely horrible run defense. But if you can run the ball, and the Bills are, if they can run the ball, they should, because that does take some pressure off Allen to feel like he needs to do everything, mm-hmm. which sometimes you get that vibe. Yeah, last week. 
he did about as little as they've asked him to do in a game in I don't know how long. I mean, he didn't run the ball. He only threw the ball, I think, 27 times in that game. I loved how James Cook looked. It's like, where where have you been all season, James Cook? Sometimes these rookies, it's like the light goes on, the practicing during the season. You you learn how to prepare. You understand the playbook. He could really change that team because I think Singletary is a good runner. That's not been their problem. It's not like they don't have running backs. I think they have them. And the Lions showed last week they – really changed what they did to stop Saquon Barkley, played man-to-man coverage on the outside and just loaded up up front. That's very risky to do. I don't think you can do that uh, against the Bills. So I'd, I'd like to see a little more of Cook. Can I give you one little tidbit? Let that go I, Cook. A tidbit that I found interesting about yes, this game? Please. So the Bills are playing in Detroit in, in a five-day span twice. It's uh-huh. only happened two other times in, in the NFL history. Wow. The first was the Patriots of SoFi a couple years ago. But the other one was the 1932 Portsmouth Spartans yeah, see. Over twi- twice in five days, dealing with the Staten Island Stapletons, and we have a—is that related to the Christie Stapleton Stapletons of that's that part question. of the country? We don't know. One of our behind the glass, but that's an NFL nug. Stars. I have a second little nug that yes. the day before the Bills traveled <laughs> to this should have been on our Sunday show. The day before the Bills traveled to Detroit, a man named Squirrel Winter. Squirrel Winter, see? Dug Josh Allen out of like a seven-foot snowbank in front what? of his house. Oh, that... I thought he was on like the Portsmouth uh, No, pilots. no. This is a human being in Western There's New York named, named Squirrel, Squirrel Winter. In 2022. I just like things the like Portsmouth that. Portsmouth pantaloons. It. You know, it's like Josh Allen got out to a really <laughs> slow start in that Browns game. And I think the day before you've got a, 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 a man named Squirrel Winter digging I you out. It. You're going through a lot as a person. I think Squirrel, if, they, if the Bills do recover from this mini slump and win the Super mm. Bowl. you got to give a ring to Squirrel. You gotta, you squirrel got, gets a ring. I mean, it, absolutely. Yes. All the after parties. What was that first team again? The one from? The Staten Island Stapletons. No, no. Oh. I like the Stapletons. The, the Portsmouth Spartans. Oh, the Portsmouth Spartans. See, <laughs> put on your pantalones <laughs> and get your oblong ball. They are now the Lions. That's wild. Take me through the history. See, part. like this, that wasn't a totally invaluable nug. It was questionable to some degree. This matchup uh, <laughs> features <made> smarter. Okay. <laughs> features the two quarterbacks who lead the NFL, according to PFF, in turnover-worthy plays. Jared Goff hmm. is number two. Josh Allen is number what? one. Hmm. Why do I not think that Jared Goff is nearly that bad? I think he's been okay this year. He hasn't been that bad, but he gives the other team a chance, usually about twice per okay. game. Uh, let's move to the middle game now. Uh, it is who's even? Mark, you were little in your feelings about the Giants on Sunday show. I am still. So let's now, if they truly are a team that you believe in, that people should not have been so dismissive because the Lions uh, pants them at the Meadowlands. Well, let's see you show yourself as a real deal NFC Titan and give the Cowboys a ball game at Jarrow World. Do you think they have it in them? Well, this is a tough spot for... But I, get, I think wait, they have it in them, Mark. I, I think they can make it a game if this is one of those weeks where you can run on the Cowboys, who gave up 200-plus to the Packers. They gave up 200-plus to the Bears, which there's a obviously the Justin Fields element to that. I'm looking at the Cowboys' offense right now and just saying, I don't know about this, because they've been absolutely... The way they looked last week, they could beat any team in the league... Um, handily outside of maybe the Chiefs. And the Giants right now, we mentioned on Sunday, are coming out of a game, a loss to the Lions, where you've got half your offensive line totally banged up. You don't have Wandale Robinson. They're really thin at, 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 at in the wide receiver group. And you're pay, playing the number one pass defense in the league that creates utter havoc, havoc for quarterbacks. So for New York, I think it's a terrible matchup right now. They also ran, you mentioned how, how well you know the – the Giants have run the ball and how poor the Cowboys run defense has been at, at times this year. They ran it well in week three. That was a game. I know these are completely different teams. That was a Cooper Rush game. It, mm. it, but they were able to run the ball uh, 167 yards against the Cowboys. That feels like their only chance. Saquon did not run well a week ago. I thought he was tentative. I know the offensive line kept losing battles, but he kind of got back to the trying to make big plays and they couldn't get anything the Giants just aren't built for third and long. I mean, they don't have a good enough offensive line. I think Daniel Jones has done well enough, but you mentioned losing Wandell Robinson. For a minute, Wandell Robinson was like their number one receiver, and they're just trotting out new guys every week. Kenny Galladay had a couple catches last week, maybe. He got uh... a standing ovation, actually, after the first one. <laughs> the Wandell Robinson thing stinks because yeah. um, watching the game on Monday after the fact, you know, they keep on throwing him the ball. 
And it's like um, kind of an underrated funny movie. Um, Hot Tub Time Machine came out like 10 or 12 years ago. There's like Probably thumbs rated. up, double thumbs up from Gravedigger. Um, there's a uh, who's the who's the guy from Back to the Future with the face with the very uh, Crispin Glover. Mm. He plays like a bellhop who you learn in the beginning of the film has one arm. And then the whole movie, you're waiting for to learn how he loses the arm. And it was sad watching uh, Wandel Robinson because he was making play after play after play. And I'm like, oh, no, he's going to hurt his mm. knee. He's going to hurt his knee. And then sure enough, he goes down poorly and it's an ACL injury. So um, tough for the Giants. I was going to lock this one up. I didn't even look at the spreads, well, yeah, but good it's luck way out that. of the yeah. zone. I, I was it's thinking the same thing. Cowboys by nine. I'd... So the Vegas is begging you to believe in the Giants, but uh, I, I can't. Vegas has been where nobody's underdog. Certainly not this more week. down on the Giants relative to their record than almost any team I can ever remember. At no point this year have they viewed them as an even average team. They, they've been below average, and they've been waiting for the correction. And it, and it happened last week. I don't know. if I, I'm, I'll give them a chance to keep it close. Usually things kind of co- come back to the mean, but the depth of the Cowboys' pass rush is just crazy because you get so worried about Parsons. And they have Andrew Thomas, who's one of the best left tackles in the league when, when Parsons is lined up over there to neutralize him a little bit. But then you got to be worried about Lawrence and you got to be worried about Sam Williams has a lot of juice and Dante Fowler gets in there. And there's just so many guys and a coach who really creates unique game plans every week. And every once in a while, like in Green Bay, it goes bust. Like he got crazy creative there and it just didn't work. But I, I think he has a lot of ways to beat the Giants. One little note on the Micah Parsons knee situation. Dr. Jerry Jones um, issued this quote this week. His physical durability is amazing. We're expecting him to go Thanksgiving Day. Book it. It's a big moment. I don't Uh, think Parsons has a choice. No. You're playing, Micah. Yeah, I think. It's a wrap. I'd love to see a a great Dak game. Just like. I just like. We just saw one. We just. I know. That's what I mean. But now Dak's had a weird career where he's either like absolutely incredible or weirdly in the middle or mm. mediocre. And I, I, I want to see the absolutely incredible Zach because his leg, he's, he's feeling it. You can see the confidence right. in the legs. Let's go the other way on this because mm. the Cowboys have a bit of a spotty record in recent memory for me on Thanksgiving themselves. Mm-hmm. I could see it going the other way where the Cowboys have some self-inflicted errors and the Giants do what they've done for most of the season, hang around. And all of a sudden, yes, it is. Oh God. Saquon just broke one. And we're down 21-17 midway through the fourth quarter. I could see that. I'm not. I don't think that's how it's going to play out. But the the Cowboys, just through years of uh, being the Cowboys, can't you see them kind of playing down to their opponent a little bit and making this a close game the way the Giants have played this year? It's a good one. They every one of these games is also going to have a Madden player of the game, like like they, like in the old days. Couldn't you see Saquon Barkley being that guy that comes on up and eats that eats the big old leg, turkey leg, six-legged turkey? I don't really believe in these things. Uh, yeah, if it's close, you're right. I sort of trust the Giants. Would more you believe in, in the game. Trent Green turkey leg? <laughs> what don't you believe in? I mean, Trent Green is was announcing uh, Jets Patriots just a week ago, so it just seemed like a weird move to make the game just to like. honor him. But what is it you don't believe in? You're saying. Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, probably the a lot Cowboys of things. Cowboys in a close I game, but a I was going to throw out a stat. You're right. The Cowboys have lost two in a row on Thanksgiving. Yeah. They are 1-9 against the spread in their last 10 Thanksgiving there games. There you go. Hmm. So if, if nothing else, uh, people think that they're better than they are on Thanksgiving, and uh, the Cowboys haven't exactly handled success well over the years. Exactly. But like we said, the Sharps, they got – Buffalo, nine and a half. They got Dallas laying the wood, nine. Finally, we get to the wise guys. The wise guys. Finally, we get to a game where, you know, Mr. Think uh, Thick uh, Coke Bottle Rims in Vegas with all the monitors everywhere, Greg, in 20 years, Mm -hmm. uh, says, this one's a tight one. This is tight. (laughs) That's right. It go either way. (laughs) Patriots at Vikings, surprisingly to me, uh, small spread, 
two and a half. I think they're really into football outsiders, um, uh, Vegas right now because I mean they have their own version of yeah, football because outsiders. I was my they my, run their own numbers. Do you ever listen to these bookies on the radio though? They don't sound like they watch any of these games at all. Half but the, the time. Vikings before I would have to check what they are now, but they were like 16th or 17th in a DVOA team DVOA entering uh, the Cowboys game. They got to be like 20 now. Uh, and that's the only explanation why the Vikings at home should be uh, just two and a half point favorites over the Pats. Uh, tell me why I'm disrespecting New England, Greg. Like, shouldn't okay. this be a bigger spread than it is? I don't think so. It doesn't surprise me. I uh, It started at three, so I think some money's gone to the Patriots. The underlying numbers, going to Patriots I way. think that that Big Las cigar. Vegas uses Somebody's it, money. I is similar to whatever Football Outsiders <laughs> creates, which is like, what are the things that leads to winning over the a long Ugh. track record? It's yards for play on offense. It's yards for play on defense. It's situational football. Ugh. It's you know turnover margin stuff like that. All stuff where the Vikings profile as a very average team and the Patriots profile as a pretty average team. Maybe they're both a little better than average, and so it's a three point game okay. at home. The Patriots okay. and I don't buy these numbers. I mean, because it's they don't take opponent into account. That's what you don't believe in. But the numbers would tell you the Patriots have the best defense in the league by a decent amount. Mm. No, no one thinks that, but they've been mm. able to beat up on opponents or yes. quarterbacks that hold the ball too long. Can they disguise some coverages and confuse Kirk Cousins like they've done some of these young quarterbacks? We'll see, but the Cowboys did a good job at it last week. Part of the reason I think Cousins lost last week is because he didn't know what he was looking at, and he just held it, and it was kind of a bad Kirk Cousins he, game like The that. Patriots terrorized Zach Wilson twice. They got Ellinger when they had the Colts, and uh, that spiked some of their numbers. But, yeah, they are a very but good they also, defense. And they made Jacoby Brissett have his worst game of the year, but it's still Jacoby Justin Brissett. Justin Fields but, lit him up. So I, It's fair. I mean, I think, like, you're right. Like, I think they can watch that Cowboys tape and wa- look at how lost Cousins seemed. Cousins is not is quietly not having a great season in a lot of ways. And I don't like the situation with Christian Derrissaw concussed again. We talked about it. He's out, out of the lineup. That's like yeah. an all-pro level left tackle this season. And you've got Matthew Judon and Dietrich Wise, arguably like a top or second pass rushing duo in the league right now. I think the Patriots, you could say they're the best so, defense in certain so ways. So wild to hear Dietrich Wise being involved as one of the best pass rushers. Or Daniil Hunter I mean, and Zadarius Smith on the other side would be right up there too. I, I, Maybe and I think so much. the Patriots have an offensive line problem that I, I think has gotten overlooked. They're expected to be without David Andrews for this game. Rap sheet said that he might be out uh, for the rest of the season. A thigh injury. Uh, but he yeah. was at practice on the field on Tuesday. So Weird. It, that seems like he's he at least... He didn't look like a guy that was coming back uh, quickly. No, um, I don't think he's coming back quickly. But the fact that he was out there, who knows? You shoot him up. <laughs> he's their best offensive lineman. He's their center. And I think Matt's... It's a brutal game. They also signed Connor McDermott, who might play over Isaiah Wynn at this point. Uh, yeah, Wynn is man. a little banged up. Mac Jones came out of their uh, bye a little different. They, I was curious what the Patriots would do. I thought I said Mac Jones is a problem to solve. What's what are the Patriots going to do? And their offense was a little different. They ha- played way more two tight end sets. They had a uh, a couple times they did this what they call a full house formation, where they had both Johnu Smith and Henry essentially line up as fullbacks, and they created some big plays out of that. A lot more power running. They kind of ditched a lot of their zone stuff. When they went play action and Mac Jones was under center, they actually looked quite good. When they went back to the old stuff they were trying early in the season, which is shotgun and trying to throw it deep, it just wasn't working. Stop doing that. Just stop doing that. Yeah, it it was a very strange offensive game for New England because Jones definitely looked better. Statistically, he completed about 80% of his passes. He threw passes. it well. He threw it well. Um, but they weren't like they, deep shots downfield. No, they right. regularly – re- Well, Zach Wilson will tell you, it was windy out there. All right, man? It was windy. Well, that's that's wise for them not to um, – But at the same time, they regularly move the ball into Jets territory. And then I – and this is what I was talking about on Sunday. Like uh, some of the play calling was so conservative. Uh, and I understand – they were feeling absolutely immensely confident in their defense's ability to continue to stick it to Zach Wilson and the Jets offense. But I thought that game should not have ever gotten to the point that it got. I think the, I thought Mac Jones is playing with confidence and they should have given him more opportunities to put the Jets away in that game. And I think you heard that in the fans at Foxborough who were upset about some of the play calling um, in third and fourth and short situations. The trust level is not there in Jones yet, but maybe if he stacks a couple more wins, 
Patricia and Belichick will take off the safety wheels. But I think that's that's the vibe I get from the offense that they 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 kind of were taken aback by Jones's beginning of his year. And he's going to have to re-earn the trust of that coaching staff and the play calling. I think that's right. And I don't think they trust their offensive line either. Yadni Kajust, who will match up with either Hunter or Smith, mm. just is a, a problem. That's, I think, their third right tackle. They, you know, At this point, their third stringer and a backup center. Uh, that's concerning. And, and I am a little concerned about Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson versus these Patriots defensive backs. It's been a great story all year how well they've played in the secondary, but they also haven't really played many good players. So I'm just curious to see how these defensive backs that have played well. We were it was swallowed the sadness Sunday because I think namely because teams like the Giants and the Vikings were kind of put back in their place to some degree, among other teams. If they both go and lose five days later, uh oh. I yeah, think we start a, to think very differently about both of them. This is a big game for for both the Vikings and the Pats. Well said. I think it's true. The Vikings. Kirk I think the Vikings especially is like surprisingly really? saucy. Well, yeah, that's because true. I don't think anyone's expecting that. If the Giants lose the Cowboys, there's almost no shame in that. The Cowboys are right. soaring. If the Vikings get crushed against New England, I mean, if they get crushed, yeah. yeah. Think, even if they lose, or if they just if they like put up ten points and their offense goes into one of their little oh, it's going to be I mean, very. Put it this way, I'd be surprised if the Patriots, a little bit surprised if they win, but if the Vikings have another poor game, it's kind of on brand for who they are. Even as much as we've talked about they're different this year, it would be very Vikings, uh, especially with Kirk Cousins era Vikings, for them now to fall on their face in this game. And I think the Giants, it matters not just whether they win or lose, but how competitive they are in this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. If you get your doors blown off, I would be mm. very nervous as a Giants fan. If you play well and lose a close game, or outright win, I think you're feeling pretty good, even if you're seven and four. We do have some league breaking news. Ooh. This uh, interesting. I was going to hold this one, but well, no. I mean, we announced like a bunch of like Rams, like ham and eggers, like getting yes. you know having transactional items. So, in Carolina, smell you later, Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold starting <laughs> on Sunday. Steve Wilkes just announced it while in service of our show, right while the show was going. Thank on. you, Mr. Wilkes. Good job uh, with Sam your defense. Sam Darnold. <laughs> I uh, told you this was going to happen. We were going to see both these guys. Well, Baker probably see Sam them all again. Sure. Yeah, that Baker game was just like they this didn't. Stinks. They didn't really yeah. give him a chance. It felt like it was very much like the early PJ Walker games, where it was like they weren't even let it, trying. To if you look anything. at his numbers in his Panthers career, they're basically very similar to what Darnold did last year. I think both of these guys will never start again as the mm. as the wanted starter. It's like a week one starter right. type. Yeah, I I, tend I to call agree. that the wanted starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Darnold does get his first start, the fourth quarterback for the mm. Panthers to start a game this year. Get ready for a lot of Patriots in your life, by the way. The very strange Patriots season. They're here at six and four. They've kind of uh, kick kicked the can down the mm-hmm. the field of like well they've made they've made it this far they could figure out their problems now famously you know uh, Belichick's mentor said the season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving (laughs) and they've stacked some wins but we're gonna see a lot of them this is a strange team they've got Thanksgiving then they've got Thursday night football against the Bills then they've got Monday night football against the Cardinals who's asking and then after that and I think this game will get flexed out they've got Sunday night football against the Raiders four straight primetime games who asked for this for the Patriots Besides, well, like I can see why you. they did it. I can see why they did it. Four straight prime time for the Patriots. I mean, they do weird things like that, and I think they're thinking to Greg's Please. point that they'd be surging. They were a playoff team a year ago, and in, when you made the schedule, they lost that, by like seventy-seven points in the wild card round last year. Yeah, but when you made the schedule, you're thinking we're going to get year two of Mac Jones. He's going to grow. This whole offense That's is not going to be run by a bunch yeah. of special teams it's a lot. and defensive coaches. It's just I a mean, lot. they are you know, they are six and four. There's thirty-two and teams. These teams two. Ch- change as the season goes and they have set themselves up where they have a little bit of mojo I feel like where they feel good about themselves at least on one side of the ball that if you can get at most on one side some sort of the passing game going then it's like you start feeling like a Bill Belichick type of team and being a little more best special teams group in the league as proven by Sunday are you asking me to buy in on this page no but I'm just saying they win this Vikings game, you're just going to be seeing a lot of them. That's all. I, the problem well, is we're going to be seeing lose. a lot of them regardless of how they play <laughs> on Thursday It's not results-oriented, unfortunately. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you to everybody for listening. Yes, it's a different week. As I've said, it's a different week, so you're going to get us um, again tomorrow, Wednesday, usually a, a quiet day here. 
uh, a recharge, the battery day for the ATN gang. But no. Throw that out the window. Throw it out the window. Keep grinding. No reverse gears in this tank. We will have the full Week 12 preview um, on Wednesday, Dark Thursday, Enjoying Thanksgiving Friday morning. No fun show, but a recap of Thanksgiving. And we have a big announcement that will go out on here. This is exciting. I love it. It's happening. People have been asking for it for a long time. We will have, for the first time ever, in the history of this program, we've done live shows in Miami, Atlanta, We've done them in here and there and London. But we've never done one in our own backyard. For the first time, we will have a live show from Los Angeles, the homecoming show. Uh, Justin, give me the details, baby. Jackpot, baby. Details. Wednesday, January 18th, 2023 at the Bourbon Room. You can go to Ticketmaster.com, search around the NFL. Doors open at 7. The event Ooh. starts at 8. Tickets start at $35. It's up in Hollywood, I believe. Nice. It is in Hollywood on the second floor of an address. <laughs> Maybe next year we get room. to the top floor, but this year... Right there in the middle. You know what we should do? The old do? meat uh, of the old we'll hamburger of we'll the building. Take we'll take it. We should we should put this out, put the podcast out. Yep. We should wait a little bit before putting the links out on our socials, just as like you know, a little extra. If, you, if you've made it to this portion of a November 22nd podcast, you know, you get a head start here. A, a valuable Easter egg to some degree. Very good. I love it. Um, and before we say goodbye, we have some breaking news. I told you I have not I've had no interest in this hard knock season because of the team, the Cardinals, um, which I don't enjoy. But this might change my mind. Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, said that Arizona has relieved offensive line coach slash running game coordinator Sean Kugler of his duties following an incident in Mexico City on Saturday night. Kingsbury said we relieved him of his duties and he was sent home Monday morning prior to the game, adding it's challenging anytime you have to make a staff change in that type of manner. Man, that team is all fouled up. Yeah, it's a rough and tumble city. I don't know what occurred, but I, I hope everyone's all right. He fe- he was featured heavily, too, Dan, as offensive line coaches often You're right. are in the last Oof. episode as sort of a typical offensive line character, hard-edged, but, you know, gave his gave – his, Team the business. A hard edged, emotional, amped yeah. up offensive line coach on Saturday night. In I mean, in theory, City. HBO was there. They but should be. I'm, there was also documentarians. A, well, there was also. Doesn't a, want to go down that avenue. I get that. There was a report, or, or someone said publicly, actually, that the Eno Benjamin footage for what, when and why he got cut out of nowhere was going to be really noteworthy. And then there was a follow up. That said, there will be nothing about you know uh, Benjamin's they have, release. They have, they, the I mean, show. they're open about that. They've removed um, elements, plot points. That doesn't it's like happen. like an old '70s film. It's suddenly ex- like bang, twenty minutes. That is doesn't removed happen from on real film. hard knocks. Yes, it does. <laughs> Not this no. this retrograde, off-brand version. I see where you're coming from with your stance on this on this show. You can't all be right. too hard on your stance. <sighs> I won't. I love all programming connected. Well, you're heavily connected to the, the other shield. one. You don't want to disenfranchise HBO. I, I love entity. Hard Knocks. Yeah. Cardinals, not so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, uh, and we'll be back, yes, in 24 hours with another program. So until then, Dan Heads is signing off for Quiet Storm, the old boss, Justin Graver, behind the glass. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com iHeart. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.